Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And this is my time. Keep it here as Roger talks about local and national issues important to you. Talking with the leaders and newsmakers in our community. And we might have a little fun along the way. It's the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now, here's Roger. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. A program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. It's great to be with you today. I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you as we talk about the issues that affect us in our community state, and nation. And of course, on our program, the Roger Franklin Williams Show, we talk about those issues from a perspective that honors America's founding traditions of God, family, and country, the principles that were established and articulated in our founding documents, including the Declaration of Independence and our United States Constitution. Have a great show for you today. We have an outstanding guest, first of all, and we'll go to him in just a moment, one of our regular contributors who I always get great feedback on whenever he joins us. But first of all, of course, I want to give a shout out to our friend, Dr. Patrick St. Germain, the great people at St. Germain Chiropractic. Dr. Patrick St. Germain has worked with athletes from all levels, from elite high school and college athletes to professional athletes to Olympic champions. So when you're in pain, call Dr. St. Germain at 855 when in pain. That's Dr. Patrick St. Germain at 855 when in pain. Also want to let you know that Dr. Patrick St. Germain and the great people at St. Germain Chiropractic are proud to be voted best chiropractor for now 15 years in a row. Now let's go to our first guest and we're pleased to be joined right now by regular contributor, Mr. Vito Farah, founder of Network Sound and Video, where your memories last forever. Vito, thank you for joining us today. Hi, Roger. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Thanks for having me on. Always enjoy speaking with you, and you've always got such great information about how we can preserve wonderful memories that we have um, and protect them. But first of all, I know that this is a time of year where you, after the first of the year, after the holiday's over, as we approach spring, people really begin to dig into old closets and old boxes and discover these things, or are they uh, still working on their New, Year, New Year's resolutions and decide they want to finally get that box over to you or those boxes over to you at, and Rhonda at Network Sound and Video. What, uh, what type of things are you seeing most recently coming into Network Sound and Video? Well, we do get a lot of crates in and boxes and things that people have stored away for Years and years and years. So after we clear off the spider webs and the little silver fish and all the things that could possibly be in there, you say, what could possibly be in there, you know? Well, they were stored. These guys love the warmth of videotapes and records and reels and stuff like that. That's what we get in. We get boxes and boxes. And some folks, like, say, you were mentioning about, you know, spring cleaning and everything, they're going through these things. They may not even just be their own, but maybe their parents or a relative and someone is either relocating, they're moving out, or, uh, you know, sadly someone has passed and they're going through these things and they don't even know what's in these boxes. So they bring them into us and we basically educate them on some of the formats that are in those boxes. They hadn't even seen them. And they, uh, some of the funny things are some of the things that they would bring in, say like old film or videotape, uh, cassettes, these folks that are bringing them in are maybe the next generation, right? And those those uh, tapes and media formats contain them they themselves when they were kids, and they're going, "Oh my gosh, I never even saw this. It was a maybe a second grade play that their parents had re- you know had recorded for them, or a football game, or a soccer team. The girls were playing, you know, you know, thirty years ago, and that's what's amazing. They bring this stuff in, and we go through it and identify it." And then tell them how we can restore it, give them, you know, an idea on, you know, estimated on price to do that, and clean it, obviously, and then and just do just that, bring it into the new format, the realm of, uh, of CD, DVD, if that's what they prefer, flash drives, external drives, and such. So that that's the biggest claim to fame, and they're, like, astonished because when they see they're afraid to go into boxes, some of them, you know, there's pictures and reels and tapes and and they'll find all kinds of stuff, you know, inside these crates and 
we're glad to go through it for them, organize it, and get it into some some you know some semblance of uh, of date uh, configuration for them, and uh, and move forward with the restoration. Now, what are the areas? And you have n- numerous areas areas of specialty, that, but one of those are um, one of your areas of specialty at Network Sound and Video is people that bring in uh, athletic events. You know, old football games, baseball games, basketball games, other athletic events. Once again, on outdated media, whether it's sixteen millimeter film, even eight millimeter film, um, VHS tapes. You know, all those kinds of things that are really not usable now. And um, but but all they need to do, need to do is is be updated by you and your great staff. Can you talk about what some of those that you're getting? Some of, and particularly the work that you do in in relation to to sports. Yeah, we've been inundated by the uh, by the sports areas when it comes to like you had mentioned, you know, eight millimeter film, sixteen millimeter film. When uh, if you recall, recall, like someone would be doing a sports cast, say for instance, and they'll want to say, okay, let's see what what uh, what's up. But they'll say, roll the film, you know, roll film, you know, and that's what it was. It was old film, and these have been brought in and uh, from from every sport, every sporting event lately. And, and and you wouldn't believe you would believe the uh, the the, um, uh, the various uh, uh, uniform variations is what I want to say. You know, you look at some of the helmets that they wore back in the '80s in the sporting events that this, <laughs> the basketball players wore. That <laughs> these like mini shorts and stuff. It's funny watching that. But it but the sports the same. You know, they'll have different guidelines and, and such. But yeah, that's what we get. Every imaginable: girls, boys, high school sporting events. And they bring them in in all the different formats. And I would say, besides the holidays, like you know, we get you know tons of stuff during Thanksgiving, uh, Christmas, um, you know, Mother's Day, Father's Day. I would say the next biggest uh, uh, format to, to restore w- would be all the sporting events because that's when they brought their cameras out. They brought it out for Christmas. They brought it out for Easter. And, but most of the time, all these kids were playing sports, and they brought their cameras out to film the events. And it's amazing how much we have in here right now. Uh, revitalizing all the college games and you know and, and uh, live live basketball, baseball, every imaginable soccer, girls soccer, like crazy. And it's fun because you're watching the game as if it really happened. You know, we set everything all up. And and but the other thing is, Rod, you got to you'll have to laugh at is some of the announcers that have been around for 30, 40 years, and you go, I know that guy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> full head of hair, or she had a you know the long curls, and now it's. <laughs> The guys that's gone and the girls have the hair cut short. And some of them are still around, which is absolutely amazing and still doing a great job. Yeah, it's interesting to see the changes in fashions, both in terms of the sports yeah. uniforms, football uniforms, and also and basketball uniforms, as you pointed out, but also the the, the style of fashions and clothing that the uh, announcers were wearing and the sportscasters. You know, and in fact, yeah, as we were looking at some of those the other day, you and I over at Network Sound and Video, I saw my old friend Mike Storms, you know, who served as news director here for many, many years at Channel 9 and I think also over at, at Channel 2. So anyway, it was uh, great to see Mike and that re- 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 revive some memories there. Um, yeah, and he certainly, he was, uh, he looked sharp in his 1980s yeah. style hair, hair, haircut. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, Vito, can you talk about, and one of the things I think is interesting, every person, literally, that, that brings their memories to you and Rhonda have a story. There's a backstory about um, you know, the life events and you know, where, where, why these memories were recorded and what was happening in people's lives at that time. And one of the things I think is interesting is people actually bring in their original cameras that they shot the video on, right? Yeah, they bring in their, their cameras, original they movie equipment. Yeah, the video equipment, the old projectors, they want to show me how they were shot. Some of them just released them about now that we've restored them. They have no use for them. They haven't had use for them for 30, 40 years, some of them. And they bring that on. We have that on display. We have a very small but comfortable lounge here where you can come in and see all the old equipment and, and gather and talk about it. And uh, our customers love to come in. They don't like to leave, <laughs> which is great. You know, We've got cookies and coffee for them every day. But uh, it's it's a fun thing, and it's just they have a blast doing it. Uh, we have a good time restoring these things, and it makes it such a wonderful event when these things are are these memories are brought back to life for the next generation. So we'll restore them into disk and flash drives and such. And I'd say probably the most astonishing thing is when they bring in these crates, and we have to go out to their cars and their SUVs as they back them in. And we got all these boxes, and then you hand them like a single flash drive 
because we restored everything, all their pictures and their 35-millimeter slides, for instance, and all the, this big, heavy uh, uh, tape gear, and you put it on a flash drive and you hand it to them, they, they, they can't believe it. They just cannot believe that they can stick it in their pocket or a purse when they walk out the door. And we still have to go out with the crates and bring them back out to the cars and say, now you can do it, those with what you'd like, but they're yours, you know, they get everything back. But that's probably one of the most astonishing things. And the other thing, Roger, let me mention real quick if we've got time, mm-hmm. that uh, people ask how we do this. And if they, you know, if they come in and they want to see the studio, not just the, you know, the, our little museum up front, you know, we're glad to walk them through and show them a lot of different things. But if they can't, if they don't have that kind of time, they could also visit our YouTube channel. And if they put in, like, network sound and video uh, on YouTube, you'll see us. If they put in network sound and video restoration services, we, we show the studios and how we perform these things and how the videotapes are repaired. So it's pretty, it's, uh, it's an interesting thing for them to take a look at, even if they're distant. You know, they can, they can look that up on YouTube and see our YouTube channel. So that, that's great. And now I just want to add one more thing, too, is that that's the thing that really distinguishes network sound and video from other, the few other places, actually, because not too many people even do this kind of work. Um, that that but other places that that might be out there are that you know I know there's some that are located in New York or LA or wherever they might be and you know they require you to you know box everything up go to the post office or FedEx or wherever mail it off um, and I just don't have a great feeling about mailing off you know my cherished memories one of a kind cherished memories to stra- you know, first of all strangers even if they were right here in town but um but anyway in, in another market you know and just you know I think the you know, the, the, the possibility and the opportunity that things could go wrong um, are, are small, but, but they certainly exist. And certainly there's um, my personal preferable option, and I would suggest that to, to our listeners as well, is just to, you know, just put them in your car, drive them over to Vito and Rhonda at Network Sound and Video at 2520 Ronald Reagan Boulevard in Longwood, and I drop them off in person and then go back in a few weeks later and pick them up in person. Absolutely, and that, that's the safest way to do it. So if they're in here and they're in the area, folks come from all over to drive in because they don't want to just box their only precious memories and put them in a box and ship out. And, you know, the luxury of being here in the area that we do everything in-house, all the repairs, they get everything back again if there's some precious things like the original photographs that we scan, uh, the 35 millimeter slides and things like that. Everything is returned to them, so they do have the originals. And then uh, they don't have to worry about where they're going. Everything is repaired and restored right here. We do it all in-house. And they can call and check on their orders at any time. We don't have an answering machine service, except for maybe at at 10 o'clock or later at night when we do close. They can leave a message. But we're here answering the phone. Live people, uh, they pause and and they hesitate and say, oh, I thought this was a recording. No, it's a real person. We're actually answering the phone. So they giggle over that. Well, 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 thank you for joining us. We're up on our break. But thank you, Vito Fira of Network Sound and Video and for another great report. And I encourage all of our friends to take your precious memories to Vito and Rhonda at Network Sound and Video. Friends, we'll be right back on The Roger Franklin Williams Show. Welcome to The Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now, here's Roger. And this is my turn. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. We're glad you're here. I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you. It's always great to be with you every week to talk, share the things, talk, have these conversations about the things that are taking place in our community, our state, and our nation. Of course, on our program, the Roger Franklin Williams Show, we talk about those events from a perspective that honors America's founding traditions of God, family, and country. It's always great to catch up and hear from our friend Vito Fira over at Network Sound and Video. For over 30 years, Network Sound and Video has been helping the great people of Central Florida preserve their memories and make sure that their memories will last forever on updated technology. Before we go to our next topic, once again, I want to remind you that you can find Vito and Rhonda at Network Sound and Video uh, very conveniently. As I said before, they're located at 2520 Ronald Reagan Boulevard in Longwood. They're right there on the highway. They're um, right there on Ronald Reagan in the Merritt Center. You can see their sign as you drive by. They would love to see you. They would uh, love, even if you just want to drop by and say hello, 
Vito and Rhonda would love to see you. They, you know, there's a real, they have a real joy in meeting their customers and spending time with their customers. You can also just call them at 407-834-8555. That's 407-834-8555. Nice, easy to remember number. And they would love to hear from you as well. In fact, if you, and if you call during business hours, a live person will actually answer your phone. And then you can always find them, of course, online at NetworkSoundAndVideo.com. That's NetworkSoundAndVideo.com. Network Sound and Video, where your memories last forever. Now I would like to kind of shift gears and talk about, we haven't had so many guests in recent weeks, haven't had a chance to speak with you about you know the you know the the out you know, the the fantastic events, um, I would say say outrageous events, the extraordinary events probably is the best word that have been taking place nationally uh, since you know, the turn of the year, and I want to talk about that now. The impeachment of President Trump, of course, his triumph over the impeachment, his acquittal by the Senate, um, and then you know get up to date and talk a little bit about the Democrat primary, which are going on now, and of course talk about the bigger picture of the. 2020 presidential election. And first of all, the thing that I would point that I would make, and some people have actually asked me about why didn't I talk more about the impeachment situation? And um, there's a very, very good reasons for that. And one of the reasons is I just found it so non-credible. I just didn't, um, you know, it didn't really, I didn't feel it, you know, something I really wanted to discuss that much. I didn't even want to add any more fuel to the fire. Um, you know, not that here on our little show we would add a lot of fuel to the fire, but it's just something that I I just felt it was completely non-credible. I, I, I really couldn't fathom um, the impeachment, especially considering the fact that you had a Democrat, a partisan Democrat Congress, but ultimately the, the trial was going to go to the Senate, which is uh, solidly Republican, and I just didn't, didn't expect it to um, rise to the level of, of, of removing President Trump from office. Not that I was taking anything for granted, of course, either, you know, when you've got people like Romney and, um, uh, in, the, in the Senate. But um, so that was one reason I didn't talk about impeachment was just, um, you know, I, 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 I didn't take it seriously, frankly, uh, super seriously. And then another reason, and I definitely think that many of you felt the same way, certainly many, if not most, virtually all, actually, of the people that I know weren't taking it seriously. Um, They were taking it minimally seriously or not even paying attention. And that's for the same reasons that I that I wasn't taking it that seriously. It's just that it was it was so non-credible that people just didn't capture people's attention. And then going one step further. um, And the thing I do want to talk about now is I do think it was a very sad day. Uh, in our country, I think it was a sad day for for, for the Democrat Party and for Democrats, frankly, um, in that it, it was it was very obvious to virtually any open-minded citizen. I don't mean when I say open-minded, I don't mean just Trump supporters, but I mean any open-minded citizen who had you know no axe to grind, no dog in the fight, who's looking at this objectively, that <laughs> these so-called charges for impeachment were ridiculous. They didn't hold water. It was it was just a bunch of subjective hearsay that would not come close to to you know getting any light of day in any kind of 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 legitimate court proceeding. And I realize that an impeachment trial is different than a court proceeding. You're not you're not in quote unquote court of law in the, under the judicial umbrella in the judicial realm. But still, I mean, it, it's a totally – Congress is the one driving it, so, which that means it's a totally political situation. And that was the one thing that did concern me a little bit is that they're technically – basically, you didn't have the standards. You don't have the standards in an impeachment trial that you would have in a court of law. The the defendant, if you will, um, doesn't have the same protections that you would have in, in, a, in a legal trial. So, so, But anyway, the point that I think – bottom line I'll, <laughs> that I'll get to is just that – I just frankly think think Congress, the Democrat members of Congress, damaged themselves significantly with the American people. I think the Democrat Party, because I didn't hear literally one voice by any Democrat, state, local, or national, say, hey, wait a minute, th- this isn't credible. This isn't a good idea even. This is not even politically smart. Um, you, you don't impeach somebody just because you don't like them. You, know, you, you just don't 
you know, try to remove a president of the United States, especially in an election year when you're going to have an election year anyway, six or eight months down the road. You don't remove a president. You don't go. You don't put the nation through this kind of grueling process over hearsay evidence or, or because you don't like the guy's style because he doesn't do things the way that you want things done because um, because some malcontents, you know, in, in the in the bowels of the bureaucracy don't like his style or, or got their toes stepped on or got their feelings hurt. And that's all this was. <clears throat> People testifying that, that Donald Trump may have yelled at him or something like that. Well, so what? I mean, that's you don't impeach somebody for that. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just... Um, so I found it to be a completely non-credible pro, uh, situation. I And I say, I think the, the, the majority of the American people... Uh, regardless of what side of the fence they're on, including many, many Democrats and, and independents um, and non-affiliated voters, found it to be non-credible. And I think the the takeaway from it is that uh, it's going to be very damaging to the prospects, political prospects of, of Democrats. Um, we'll see. We'll see how that unfolds. But but I I think that it, you know, quit was Trump was acquitted. Um, you know, it, 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 the justice ultimately prevailed. And um, you know, common sense prevailed. Um, doing things right prevailed, and so um, the better, best interests of the of the country prevailed. So, very pleased by the way it turned out. Um, but like I said, I, I didn't really invest a whole lot of heartburn in in thinking it might not have had a good alternative, or thinking that Trump would have been removed from office because just because the charges, the process. And the people executing the process, people like Adam Schiff and Jerry Nadler, were so non-credible, and I would maybe even say inept and incompetent. A bunch of the witnesses they brought up were so inept and incompetent that I didn't, you know, see any way that Trump would be removed anyway by it. In fact, it's I'd say it's even a net plus for Trump personally and for his political prospects. Um, I do want to make a second point. And it's a point that's literally been a theme of our show from day one, 20 plus years ago. And, and that is that there's a massive disconnect between the, what I, you know, for lack of a better word, we call elites in this country, better known now as the swamp, which is actually a, a Trump that, uh, uh, you know, a, a phrase that President Trump coined, um, which is absolutely perfect. Um, is the one thing you got to base out Trump. Trump is just a master of marketing and branding. He really is. But um, but there's just a massive disconnect between the inside, the, uh, another phrase that used to be used, which is very accurate, the inside the beltway crowd. What that means is inside the beltway of Washington, D.C., because there is literally a beltway that goes around the town. And, and the people that are ensconced, day to day in the bowels of government in the bureaucracy um state department you know, every, every you know even defense department uh et cetera et cetera um are just so disconnected uh from from <clears throat> everyday work you know ordinary working hard working american people patriotic american people it's just absolutely stunning and it, the people that populate the media now the mainstream media now are completely out of touch with People who get up and every go have a job or you know are retired or you know, have lives and children and grandchildren and live live a normal life you know productive life um, are just completely disconnected in terms of values in terms of behavior in terms of goals and ideas and um, political opinions and historical knowledge from the the elites in this country and by elites. Defined as, first of all, the swamp, which is basically anybody essentially in official Washington, with just a very, very few exceptions. And I would say, sadly, that even includes a lot of, a lot of Republicans. Um, uh, and that's a whole other topic, is that Donald Trump is the best thing that's ever happened to the Republican Party in years. In fact, he's the best thing that's happened to the Republican Party since Ronald Reagan. Um, and so many of the swamp-type Republicans, the never-Trump crowd— don't even understand that. And that might be a topic we talk about when we come back from the break. But the point is, elites, as I define the elites, or, or the, anybody in the swamp, virtually everybody inside the Beltway in Washington, D.C., a, a part of official Washington, somebody who's got some kind of title or job in the government or, you know, in the media, of course, the pundits, of course, including the so-called, many of the so-called conservative pundits, 
um, the all of the academia, just flat out all of academia, um, the media, the mainstream media, not Salem, not our company, of course. Um, in fact, you know, I'm proud to be part of that. What my friend Paul Fearcloth coined "breath of fresh air" uh, as an, an oasis uh, that. FM 94.9, the answer represents, that AM 950, the answer represents, that 1520 WBCW represents, and of course our sister stations, WTLN, FNM, AM, FM and AM represent uh, kind of a, you know, just an oasis, if you will, um, of, of, of a, the, another kind of swamp, which is the, the left-wing mainstream media swamp, which, which literally gets worse and worse every day. Talked about it before, it, it's almost... The, the mainstream media in this country now is such a destructive force, you almost have to talk about them 24 hours a day because every time I'm exposed to mainstream media, and I'm, of course I'm talking about, especially on television, CNN, MSNBC, etc., I'm just amazed and appalled at how much worse they're getting day by day. And what I mean by worse, I mean, first of all, their left-wingism, their, their radical uh, left-wing point of view and, and agenda and narrative – and then also their complete lack of any standards now, journalistic standards, complete lack of journalistic standards. It's just complete blogging on, on, on through the media. It's complete narrative journalism. And we'll pick that up, topic up, and talk about it when we come back from our break. Before we go to that break, though, I want to, of course, let you know that if you have garage door problems, Florida Door Solutions has your solution. You can find them at FLADoor.com. That's FLADoor.com. Or just give them a call, 866-FLA-DOOR. And be sure to tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Central Florida's connection to news, views, and interviews. Important to you. And this is my turn. And now back to the studio. Here's Roger Franklin Williams. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Great to be with you today. I want to thank you for joining us. Talking about, again, I'm kind of getting caught up today. <clears throat> Some of my thoughts I want to share with you about that whole impeachment fiasco. Um, and of course, the ultimate acquittal, which was a great day for an America, for America. Um, you know, and essentially, if you're just joining us, I'll just recapsulize in a sentence or two. I didn't talk much, if at all, really about the whole impeachment thing because I personally found it so non credible. I didn't even, I didn't ever see it rising to the level of where President Trump would have been removed from office. And also because because the process was so inept, inept, but also just non credible, a, a bunch of hearsay evidence, evident you know so called evidence, so called charges that that would never hold up in any kind of a formalized legal proceeding. Um, it was just it was just it, what we saw was Democrats run amok. What we saw was partisanship run amok. Um, yeah, with, with no guidelines, no accountability. Uh, no self restraint, and that's that. I think what we saw is is hey, okay, you elect a Democrat president, you you elect a Democrat Senate now to go along with Democrat Congress. If you return a Democrat Congress, we can only see we can expect to see more of just what we saw during impeachment, unrestrained, just ridiculousness, uh, just based on personal animosity, personal feelings, political agenda. That's what this so called impeachment thing was, and you know it got handled very swiftly and. Economically, and uh, uh, you know when the chart, when the you know, so-called charges, the president was so acquitted of the so-called charges, and um, <clears throat> so that, that's my thoughts in a nutshell. And that's why I didn't spend spend much time talking about it here with you. And then, of course, the other reason is because most of the people that I know felt exactly the same way. Most of the people I know weren't even paying attention, really, and other other than to monitor, you know, if they would have needed to to be called to action and, and let people know how they felt. Um, but I think that the overwhelming uh, response, you know, uh, perception by the, the majority, greater majority of the American people uh, across the heartland um, was that, that this was not something that was completely non credible and it wasn't even anything that captured a whole lot of attention. Uh, and other than, I think, the, the ultimate the takeaway from it, it's uh, ultimately a big plus for, for Trump, politically speaking, and it will ultimately be a big negative for the Democrat Party. And for Congress and, and certain individuals, so I, I think it was uh, one more point I'll make. I just in looking at this no, ob- objectively, not from the perspective of a Trump supporter. You're not 
from the perspective of somebody who um, who's a constitutionalist, who whose whose whole political and uh, philosophical perspective is from a traditional American values perspective. Um, just looking at it objectively, as as a, as, a, as an analyst would, a political analyst was. This was just a, a, a very bad look for, for Democrats. I mean, and, and what happened with the people that, that hijacked and commandeered Congress in this impeachment proceeding, namely at Congressman Adam Schiff and also Congressman Jerry Nadler, are two of the most unattractive, uh, by multiple meanings of that phrase, um, p- people that you could ever have leading, leading your party or leading any kind of movement within your party. So these aren't people that connect with the American people. They're, the American people are appalled by, by Schiff and, and Nadler. Uh, just, I mean, if I were advising the Democrat, any Democrat's party, I'd say find some other leaders. I mean, you've got to have somebody who can present themselves better than Schiff and Nadler. You've got to have somebody that, that can, can connect with the American people better than Schiff and Nadler. If you're, if you're going to do something like this, um, you try to put your best foot forward. You know, don't put the kind of dregs out there <laughs> representing your party as the face of your party that you're doing. But then I guess the flip side of that is maybe they don't have any don't have anybody better. Look at the presidential candidates. <laughs> so when Joe Biden you know enters the race and he's about you know, out of the race now, but but um, you know when for like the the the, the past year. Your quote-unquote leading candidate is Joe Biden. I mean, that's that's a sign of some serious uh, um, lack of, of of talent in your organization. So, anyway, that's um, my thoughts there. And certainly, I don't expect any Democrats to to take heed or or even listen to that advice. But felt compared to share it. Um, but the point is, but that explains a lot of things and explains why the American people um, you know, are so disconnected by from Washington in general. And it just Everything that happened, let me put it this way before I move on to the next topic um, or segue to a similar topic, is everything that happened in that so-called impeachment benefited Trump. <laughs> everything that, that, that unfolded, the way it was handled, the people leading it, Schiff, Nadler, some others, Pelosi, um, <laughs> you know, just, just the so-called evidence that was presented, the so-called wit- the witnesses, all these people from the bowels of the swamp, you know, with their big fancy titles and their their incredibly impressive educational backgrounds from the quote unquote elite schools, you know, these and, and people turned they were essentially <laughs> moronic. They were not sharp people. They were not intelligent people. They're not the kind of people that succeed in the private sector. <laughs> They're not the kind of people that could ever, you know, much not not only not run a business or create a company. Probably not even hold a job in the private sector. That's what we saw. That's what America saw. Congratulations, Democrat Congress. That's what you you showcased to the American people was just how inept the Washington swamp is. Uh, you showcased how exactly Trump is so right about about what he's been saying about these people, about about his incredibly intense and per, and persistent efforts and skillful efforts to fight the Washington swamp uh, to try to rein it in, in as much as he can because just just look at it L- look at the people that were leading that impeachment proceeding look at the people that they called up for witnesses these are all people who uh, w- were not sharp people at all they were people who were obviously ensconced uh, spent their whole lives just ensconced in the bowels of of, of of official Washington or or or, or in the inside political uh, realm, and um, you have no connection with with the everyday patriotic, hardworking, productive citizens of America. And so, okay, well, congratulations, Democrats! You just showcased to America, you know how how inept the swamp really is. And, 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 and most of us had, had figured that out. Most of us had, you know kind of figured that was the situation already. That's why Trump got elected in the first place. And, and it's why he's been able to maintain his popularity and his support, you know, despite, you know, so being attacked literally every day across the board in the mainstream media. It's because people get it. You know, we, we, we got it already that, that the swamp is a swamp, <laughs> that the people that inhabit and populate the swamp are, are second-rate people, um, with, you know, with, with, with no patriotic pro-America, America First agenda, first of all, their agenda is, is mainly their own little career, their resume, their bio, uh, the elite schools they went to. Um, 
that that's that's ninety nine point nine percent of their agenda, and then the rest of the agenda is is uh, just survival in the bureaucracy. Uh, and, and sadly, but what we're learning is is um, not only do they not have an America make America great agenda or America first agenda or pro America agenda, they've got an internationalist agenda. But anyway, the point is that even though pers- I'll speak for myself personally, even though I knew the swamp was a swamp, I knew how bad it was. I knew that it was completely disconnected from real people, from you and I. I had no idea how bad it was. <laughs> I had no idea. When they started bringing these witnesses up, all these people with these, with these great titles and these phenomenal resumes of government service at the highest levels and foreign policy experience and, and impeccable educations from the Ivy League schools and the elite colleges, all these people that on paper just look like masterful geniuses, and and they come up and they in the real world under questioning, uh, and some of it was brilliant uh, questioning by some of these younger co- Republican congressmen. Uh, in the real world, they're idiots. <laughs> they're completely inept. <laughs> they they could not hold a job in the private sector, much less be some kind of a a leader. So that's what you're dealing with with the swamp. It, it's even worse than we thought. Basically, <laughs> it's more inept. Um, it's more pathetic than we thought. And and yeah, as I said, the, at the at the end of the day, that's just a big net plus for Trump. Um, so those are some thoughts I had there. And then uh, I'll go back to um, and, 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 and another point that I do want to make. That one of the things that I learned from this is there's some really outstanding younger congressmen, and by young, I don't necessarily mean uh, chronologically young, but I do mean that, but some of the more recent uh, new blood, fresh blood, um, and some of these guys are not that young uh, chronologically, but just there's there's a whole new wave of aggressive, intelligent, sharp, well-spoken, pro-American, patriotic congressmen on the Republican side in Washington. And that was one of the things I took away from this was the impeachment fiasco was it, it, it was encouraging and it was gratifying to see that there's a whole wave now um, of new blood, fresh blood in the in the Republican Party, and these guys are fighters and and they they like to do battle and, and they're prepared to do battle. They know how to prepare to do battle, and and, and what are they doing battle for? They're doing battle for God, family, and country, for America. That's what they're doing battle for for our way of life. So it, it's great to see these, some fighters on the Republican side. And I, and I got to, you know, just say I think Trump is, is, has inspired a lot of that. Um, so, and, and that was your one takeaway for me was that a very positive takeaway from the impeachment fiasco was that I learned about a whole, this whole cadre now of, of new Republican fresh blood that's, that's, that's so different than the Romneys and the McCains and the, the people that apologize, spend all their time apologizing for, for being uh, Republican, frankly, uh, try, being intimidated by the mainstream media, trying to curry favor with the mainstream media, not speaking out, being cowed by political correctness. That's the, those comments I just made are basically the definition of, of the Republican Party and leadership over the past, since Reagan, basically. And it's so happy to see that now there's a whole uh, new generation, if you will, or at least a lot of fresh blood on the Republican side of people that are ready to fight for America. They're ready to take on the left. They're ready to take on uh, left-wing Democrats and and um, engage them and, and defeat them. Is it, And that's exactly what happened in the impeachment fiasco as well. So those are my thoughts on that. Now I want to shift gears dramatically and let you know about some great guys over at a great store in the Northwest Orange County area, and that's at a Popka Mower and Equipment Repair. Popka Mower and Equipment Repair is your one-stop center for all your lawn and garden needs. And now they're pleased to announce the addition of steel outdoor power equipment products. Come and see a Popka Mower's impressive showroom, and it's located at 2975 West Orange Blossom Trail. That's also Highway 441, north of Apopka, between Plymouth Serena Road and the 429. A Popka mower and equipment repair. They sell the best and they fix the rest. You can find out more at apopkamower.com. That's apopkamower.com. And get over and see Mike and Kyle and Brett and all the great guys at a Popka mower and equipment repair. And please tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you. And of course, I want to remind you once again that 
but our friend Dr. Richard Petrilli. Dr. Richard Petrilli is pleased to celebrate over 25 years of exceptional service to the Apopka area. Dr. Richard Petrilli voted number one again for providing extraordinary care for extraordinary patients. Find out more at PetrilliDMD.com. And this is my turn. Keep it here as Roger talks about local and national issues important to you. Talking with the leaders and newsmakers in our community. And now, here's Roger. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Great to be with you today. Great to get caught up on some of the national current events. Pleased to be able to share my thoughts on these situations with you. And um, thank you for being here to listen and uh, for, to join us. It's always wonderful to get together with you every week. Um, we'll get back into a few more thoughts uh, as far as the national politics goes. Now I want to shift gears and talk about the, the the presidential race and particularly where we stand at this moment um, in the Democrat primaries. Uh, but before I do that, because I think it's very illuminating and I think it's it's pretty disturbing uh, as well when you really take a hard look at it. Um, but first of all, of course, I want to let you know about our friend Glenn Tatum and the great people at Glenn Tatum Septic Service. Homeowners and business owners depend on Glenn Tatum Septic Tank Services for quality septic tank services and much more. Whether you need a repair or replacement, the technicians at Glenn Tatum Septic offer sales service, and installation on all types of septic systems. Find out more at tatumseptic.com. That's tatumseptic.com. And when you find out, and their phone number is on the website. When you call them, when you go to visit, please tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you. And of course, I want to encourage everyone who is in the market for a, a place where you can trust to take your automobile, your car, truck, SUV, any other of your, any other kind of vehicle, I encourage you to get over to see Demetrius and Odysseus Virgos at Sheeler Auto Repair. No job is too big or too small for the guys at Sheeler Auto Repair. Like that's where I take my car. You can trust the guys at Sheeler Auto Repair. You can find them at 1908 South Hornswoston Trail, Apopka. That's 1908 South Hornswoston Trail, Apopka. Now I would like to talk, share some thoughts about the Democrat primary. And, you know, one thing that I, several just topics off the top of my head as I've observed it, haven't observed it as closely as I normally do, probably not as much as many of you. But you know, one of the first things that, that stands out is um, just how left-wing, frankly, the, 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 the candidates were. Uh, many of them have dropped out now, but um, or are and were, and how I guess can't quite think how what, what not good candidates they were, how um, average or below average most of the candidates were, just in terms. I'm not talking even, and I'm not talking about ideology, position on issues, policy positions. I'm just talking about as candidates. If, if I were auditioning somebody to be a political candidate, um, you know. Most of this field of Democrat candidates would not make the cut. They'd be at the bottom of the barrel, actually. Poor people skills, inability to articulate, um, not physically attractive. I mean, you can go down the list. Um, that, that, those are your political candidates? <laughs> really? Uh, you know, but, but then, and, and then that's the kind of situation that leads to Bernie Sanders leading the pack. You know, when, when, when Joe Biden is the guy that I guess, quote unquote, you know, I don't even know the right word. Um, shall we say mainstream <laughs> Democrats? Of course, I think that's a misnomer. I don't think there are any more mainstream Democrats. Like they're in the closet. I guess they're in the closet, but there are none out there like saying, "Hey, I'm a mainstream Democrat." You know, I believe in America. <laughs> I'm patriotic. <laughs> I, I believe in the free enterprise system. Um, I don't really know if uh, see see any of those anymore, but um, I, I guess there's some of them out there, you know, quiet, quiet quietly <laughs> in the bushes somewhere. Um, but when when Joe Biden is your standard bearer, you, you got a problem. <laughs> I mean, wh- wh- where are the young people coming up? You know, wh- where's the energy? Um, now, one of them is Tulsi Gabbard, who we've talked about on this show before. She's a, a young woman, very left wing. That's what we talked about. But at least she's got energy. At least she can can articulate. Woman's got courage. I'll give her that. She t- took on Hillary Clinton publicly. Um, where are your candidates like that? 
I mean, she's kind of an out, she's an outlier out there, and, and plus she's not getting much uh, encouragement and support from any official uh, parts of the of, of the Democrat Party or whatever. So the point is, the, the, the pool of candidates, just in terms of, of being sharp, if you will, just in terms of being able to, to be a good candidate, having good candidate skills, um, are, 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 in a, are, are below average on the Democrat side. Um, and that's one thing they don't get. I think a lot of you know liberals, Democrats, never Trumpers, don't get about Trump. The guy's got charisma. I mean, the guy is a communicator. You may not like the way he communicates. You may not like what he says. Now, personally, I like it. I like both of them. <laughs> I like what he says. I like the way he communicates. Trump knows how to connect with real people. And, and most real people are not the people that the inside the beltway people, and I'm talking specifically about Republicans right now, that, that the inside Republicans think are the real people. <laughs> the, the real people are, are people that have jobs that, you know, that, that live a life, that go hunting and fishing on the weekend or, or go, to, go to high school football on Friday night or, you know, they, they take their kids to, to soccer practice and ballet and um, sports and youth sports during the week. And, you know, they, um, you know, they, they, they have, they, they work their job, they work hard, but they know how to ha- have some fun too. And they, they, they love, they love America. Uh, they understand what America is all about. They understand the constitution. They understand the declaration of independence, the principles that were espoused uh, therein. They love it. That's, that's the American people. They're not obsessed with career building. They're not obsessed with getting some kind of a elite degree from elite college. Uh, they're not obsessing 24 hours a day over their resume and their bio and, you know, what the next step on the ladder is going to be and trying to get, to, you know, relentlessly get to Washington. Uh, uh, that, that, you know, that's not who the, the American people are. So but that's who these never Trumpers think they are. Um, and, you know, who, who are who are going around all day long thinking about uh, what's the difference in foreign policy between the Republicans and the Democrats and, you know, policy wonking and all this kind of stuff. Uh, no, I mean, the real the American people are the people I just described to you. Um, and Trump understands that <laughs> he understands who they are. Um, he's one of them, even though his profile is much different. Uh, he understands that that real Americans love America. <laughs> he understands that real Americans understand our founding principles principles of God, family, country, and he knows how to um, talk to people in those terms. And he also understands people are are not are sick of political correctness. They're sick of being chastised and called names because they disagree with some liberal or left wing. Uh, Person, which you know, let's just face it, mostly are Democrats. Um, you know, over some policy issue, uh, they're they're sick of being called names. They're sick of being denigrated. Uh, they're sick of being made fun of. Um, and, and so that's why they they support we support Trump. <laughs> uh, it's very simple. It's very it's 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 a very simple equation. But, but anyway, back to the Democrats. But what we have now is a situation where at this moment, and it could change you know, dramatically. Because it, you know, that's one thing about politics; it's ever changing. It's not static at all, especially elections uh, and, and campaign season. Is Bernie Sanders looks like he's out ahead? Looks like there, which, which uh, to me is just absolutely frightening, depressing. It's one reason I don't talk a lot about it because I just find it too too depressing to think that 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 Bernie Sanders, admitted socialist, avowed socialist, somebody who does not not only does not agree with, who opposes all the cherished fundamental values of traditional America, our respect for God, family, country, our acknowledgement that our rights come from God and our efforts to acknowledge that, you know, our, our, the, the, all the wonderful, the, our, our, our free enterprise system, our capitalist free enterprise system, all these things Bernie Sanders wants to get rid of. He, he overtly opposes it. He, he loathes the traditional American values. And so I find it depressing. I know this is one where I have a disconnect with a lot of people that I talk to and communicate with, you know, on our side, our traditional American values, uh, patriots. I think a lot of people aren't taking Bernie Sanders seriously. Um, you know, I think they see him as some kind of cartoonish figure and, you know, um, don't really see him as a threat. I personally see him as a huge threat. I mean, and I think that that's the thing. Sanders is not a fringe candidate. <laughs> I mean, he's, you take a look at him, and then also you listen to his views. And up until this point, um, you know, in American history, or at least our lives, you know, in, in our lifespan, 
somebody like that is is what we call in, in the in the political world uh, a fringe candidate. Normally, Bernie Sanders is your typical stereotypical fringe candidate. The the absent-minded professor type guy, the unkept with the ruffled, wrinkled, uh, you tweed coat with the arm patches, the hair that's all a mess. Um, that guy who, when he runs for office, you know, with the radical left-wing views, um, out of academia or whatever, um, is a fringe candidate. I mean, they might get one percent in the polls, if that much. <laughs> They'll be lucky to get one percent. I mean, they like to go around, they go to the debates, they're on the campaign trail. Nobody takes them seriously um, because they're not, because, you know, they don't represent any, you know, people in America. Most, well, <laughs> in case you haven't noticed, Bernie Sanders is getting a lot of support. Got a lot of support four years ago. He actually should have won the, the Democrat nomination. Hillary Clinton and her crowd stole it from him. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, I mean, the guy's got a lot of support. He could very, in fact, very, in fact, very well could be the nominee. And that's not something I want to see. I don't even want to take that risk. I don't even want to take the risk that Bernie Sanders winds up as president. So, the, but, but, I, but I also think two quick points as before we sign off. It, I, so I want to share that thought with you. I'm taking him very seriously. I'm going to do whatever I can to make sure he doesn't get in there. And the, the, the thing, the only thing I know to, to make sure he doesn't get in there is, is work as hard as I possibly can for Trump. Uh, and I would encourage all of you who feel the same way to do that. And there are many, many things that we can do to help Trump get elected. And we'll talk about those on, on future programs. The first thing, which is about as simple as you can do, is just let everybody that you know in your sphere of influence, for some people that might be one other person, for some people that could be dozens, scores, other people, hundreds, thousands. However many people, even if it's just one person, let people you know, your friends, your family, um, how you feel and why you feel that way, and encourage them to vote for Trump too. Um, that's the, literally the best thing that you can possibly do. Um, but then the other thing that, that disturbs me is that we've got a major political party now whose candidate is not only a socialist, but, but somebody whose whole campaign platform, somebody whose whole values that they've expressed for 40-plus years now are totally anti-traditional American values. That is a problem that we've got. And I would encourage people to stop looking at Bernie Sanders as some kind of a, a cartoonish character or clownish character, fringe candidate candidate, he, uh, fringe candidate type of character. He's not a fringe candidate. <laughs> he, 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 he very well could wind up with the Democrat nomination. And if he does that, you know, he could very possibly get elected president. So just think about that for a while. Well, friends, that's going to do it for today. It's been great to, to be with you. It's been great to share these thoughts with you. I always love hearing from you. And I want to give a shout-out to our producer, Alan Dempsey, for always great working with Alan here every week, and our friend Vito Fira over at Network Sound and Video. And I encourage you, to if, to, if you have memories that you want to preserve, get over to see Vito and Rhonda at Network Sound and Video, 2520 in Ronald Reagan Boulevard in Longwood. 